One of the questions that comes up a lot when moms are trying to let go of dieting and heal their relationship with food and body is how do I know if I'm ready to let go of dieting? Well, if that's your question, you're in luck because today we're talking about all the signs that will tell you that you're ready to stop dieting and what to do next. Stay tuned. Welcome to the Thriving Mom Podcast, where we invite mothers and mothers at heart to think outside the conventional beliefs about motherhood, nutrition, and raising healthy kids. I'm your host, Uime Oguta, recovering perfectionist and non-diet nutrition counselor on a mission to help smart women like you find food and body freedom through intuitive eating, self-care, and mindful practices that will leave you kicking balance to the curb, stop surviving, and start thriving in the beautiful chaos that is motherhood. Are you ready, mama? Let's journey together. Hello, friends. Welcome to another episode of the Thriving Mom podcast. Today is lesson one of our intuitive eating series. This month of August, we are working through the intuitive eating principles and talking about what you really need to do that would help you to heal your relationship with food and your body. And today we're starting off with just knowing when it's time. How do we know it's time to let go? How do we know it's time to jump into the water of discovering a new relationship with food and our bodies? That's what we're exploring today. But before we dive into the episode, I wanted to tell you about a resource that I created just for you. That is my food freedom guide, and you can get that at oliveandbliss.ca slash foodfreedom. I will include a link in the show notes. The guide walks you through three simple strategies that will help you get started with building trust with your body so that intuitive eating or a trust-based approach to eating will be a lot less scary. I mean, let's face it. Healing your relationship with food and body can feel really scary. So this guide just gives you what you need to pay attention to so that you actually know when you're feeling hungry and how to eat. And that takes away that worry about a nighttime binge or losing control around foods, which is typically where a lot of us stress out. I promise you, it'll make such a difference in the way you approach food. And once you get started, then you can build upon that experience and start to explore all the benefits of what food freedom could feel like for you. Once again, you can find that at oliveandbliss.ca slash foodfreedom. All right, on to today's episode. I want to preface by saying that I am a certified intuitive eating counselor. And I know that intuitive eating is very popular right now, and it may seem like you need to earn the label intuitive eater to feel like you're actually doing a good job. (laughs) You don't. Okay? Intuitive eating is one of the many ways you can get back to becoming the expert of your body. It's not the only way. What makes intuitive eating really special is that it actually gives you a structure, So if you're not sure where to start from, intuitive eating helps you and provides kind of a roadmap or guide to help you navigate your journey. Whatever trust-based model of eating works for you, I encourage you to do your own inquiry and figure out why that works, why you think you can use that model. And then you make that informed decision about how you want to approach your own relationship with food and your body. Just wanted to preface that because I know there's a lot of discussion about what is the right way 
or the wrong way. And most of all, I don't want you thinking that you can use intuitive eating as another diet that would tell you what you need or shouldn't do because that's dieting, not intuitive eating. So for today, I'd like to focus on how to know that you're ready to reject dieting. But first, I want to define diet mentality because I want to make sure that we're all on the same page. Simply put, diet mentality is this false belief that you're broken because you don't measure up to the thin ideal of diet culture. And I'm using thin ideal in quotes because diet culture has sort of conditioned so many of us to feel like weight loss is the only way that leads to health, confidence, and happiness. So if you've been on a diet before and you've lost weight, you know that's simply not true. Because when you lost weight, did you have more confidence? Were you really happy? Did you feel really healthy? Yes, dieting could lead to weight loss in the short run. But long term, it's not helpful. And that's when you start to get into trouble because you're preoccupied with thoughts of trying to keep yourself small, of trying to keep yourself within your calorie limits, of trying to keep yourself within the limits of your exercise. And rather than expand your world, it actually shrinks your life. So when people are thriving on diets, you'll realize that they rely a lot on willpower and control. But like most things in life, willpower and control are finite resources. Eventually, your biological system will override your power and your control because its job is always to keep you alive. You cannot keep yourself alive by depending on your willpower and control only. So now that we know what diet mentality is, how do we know it's time to let go? First, recognizing what diet mentality is, is a good step, but it's helpful for you to see how diet culture shows up for you or how diet mentality shows up in your life because we're all different. So the first thing could be that you have a lot of rules around food. You might be afraid to eat certain foods because you're worried that it'll cause you to gain weight or maybe if you eat that food you might not be able to stop eating. So this typically shows up by you following rules that dictate what, when, and how much you should eat. Or what, when, and how much exercise, how much movement you're required to have. So many times this leads to this feeling of deprivation and confusion around eating, around movement. Because you become so stuck between eating or moving based on how you feel and what you think you should be feeling or doing. And it's very confusing. So you would open your fridge, let's say you feel like eating pasta, but then you're standing right there, it's 5 o'clock, you just got off work, your brain is tired, and you're looking at the pasta in front of you, but rather than picking it up, you're thinking, well, how many calories did I eat already? Would one cup or two cups be too much? Do I need sauce on that? Maybe I shouldn't have sauce. And you spend all this extra mental energy trying to calculate what you need from the pasta staying in front of you rather than just picking up the pasta, heating it up and eating and listening to see how hungry you are, whether or not you like the taste of the pasta and maybe you're feeling full. 
So instead of actually trusting yourself, you're thinking of this arbitrary measurement to help you decide how much food to eat. Do you see how crazy that sounds? I know we don't think it's crazy when we're doing it, but if you actually watch yourself doing it or think about this process, write it out and review it, you'll see it sounds ridiculous. But this is what happens. So a lot of us do these things on repeat and automatically we don't realize that we're doing it. That's how you know that you're, you know, kind of playing around with diet mentality. Now, the second way diet mentality shows up is kind of related to the first one you're not really engaged with food so you can go through the day you don't feel hungry you don't experience any form of pleasure or satisfaction when you eat it's like you just eat on autopilot because you want to survive i remember one of my clients (laughs) when we were talking about this and to her it felt eating felt like a means to an end so it was more or less like okay When it's five o'clock, between five and six, that's when we have dinner. So she would just go to the dinner table just because that was what needed to happen. She wasn't paying attention to whether or not she was hungry. She wasn't paying attention to whether or not the food tasted good. It was more like, okay, let's just do it because this is what we do with families. We sit with our families and we eat. And then her family would eat and she'd be silently judging them. And couldn't wait to get up from the table because they were enjoying the foods that she didn't allow herself to eat. And she didn't enjoy her food. But then afterwards, she would go sit on the couch, break out a bowl of popcorn and eat it and feel guilty. So when we ignore hunger for so long, we constantly worry about gaining weight. We're trying to calculate calories and food so much that our hunger signals just dial down. At the end of the day, we need to remember that it's not gone. There are things that we could do to awaken those signals again. But I just want to share that if you're not engaged with your food, when you're not feeling hungry or you don't even know what hunger feels like, chances are you are operating with a diet mentality. The next way diet mentality may show up for you is just you plan your life around a diet right? So social gatherings, vacations, meetings are planned around what your diet or movement or exercise regimen allows. You think about what food will be available, what kinds of equipment would be available for me to exercise. You believe that things and your life will finally be better when you're at your ideal weight. And the truth of the matter is there's really no ideal weight. So because we live in a world that is anti-fat, Wanting to lose weight and being at that ideal place before going for social gatherings or doing all these other things feels valid to you because you believe that it'll change the way others treat you. And it might because that's how we're all programmed to believe. We're all programmed to believe that thin is better. So if you lose weight, people will probably praise you. They might tell you you look great and they might tell you you look happy. But you know exactly what's going on within you. And chances are it's probably not going to solve your inner struggle with your body and your food. Right? So you'll always live with this fear of the weight coming back. And in essence, planning your life around the diet is not helping. Because yes, things might seem like they're working. You might get that outside acceptance that you're looking for, which we being social beings really thrive on that but you might be suffering within. 
The next way, which is number four, diet mentality shows up is that your health promoting behaviors are loaded with shoulds. I should exercise five times a week. I should eat vegetables. I should drink however many liters of water. I have lots of clients who do this. I had one client who thought she had to drink, I can't remember how many liters of water. And I asked her, where did you get that number from? And she's like, uh, I think it's one of the diet books. So that was her thing. So even through the day when she was drinking water, she wasn't paying attention. And then she would automatically think that she hadn't drank enough for the day because it did not meet the measure that she was supposed to. Or I had a client who wanted to eat vegetables, but her rule was I should eat vegetables. And when I asked her, where did that come from? She thought, isn't that what you're supposed to do? And I said, no. So as soon as she was able to learn how to let go of that expectation of the should, it was easier for her to eat veggies. And of course, this was not a one-time thing. It took us laying the foundation, getting to the root of the issue for her to be able to do that. But it all started with, I should eat vegetables. So if you have a lot of shoulds and rules around what you should be doing, chances are that you have diet mentality running through your mind. Now, the last thing I want to touch on, which is typically where a lot of people come to see me, is when we hit something called diet rock bottom. And this is where typically you're sick and tired of just being sick and tired, right? You don't want to count another calorie. You don't want to track any more portions. You're tired of journaling around food. You just want to stop all the noise around food and your body. This is when you know it's time because your body's just tired. You know you want something else, but you're just not sure what to do anymore. And this is typically where, like I said, people would come to me and seek help. So if you find yourself there, I want you to know that this is a normal response to the stress that obsessing and worrying about food and your body has led to. And that's okay. The good news is you can regain that trust with your body if you're willing. So I'm going to share a few steps to get you started. I'll share three steps to help you get started on that journey. The first thing is just to make that commitment that you want to live a diet-free life and build trust with yourself. So never again. And typically, this would require that you say no, throw out all the books, you know, the dieting books, the meal plans, and all those other things that promise that if you could just do this one thing, then you'll find peace and you'll be happy. Throw them all out. Now, I know a lot of us spend tons of money on those resources. I do have a client. I remember when, when we talked about throwing all the books and it really hurt because she spent quite a bit of money on her diet books. So we slowly had to work through the courage and the confidence to let those things go. Of course, I didn't want her to go donate it because that's just passing it on to somebody else. So we really, really had to work through to why is it important to let these books go, to throw them in the trash rather than donate them to somebody else because we're not passing diet culture on to other people. So again, throw them out. If you can't, I would want you to sit down and think about a few things. Maybe they will give you the courage and the confidence to finally say, you know what, 
it's a hard no from today. So the first thing you could do is just explore how dieting has impacted you. Because sometimes we're like, oh, I want to stop dieting. But what exactly are you doing that for? You need to have a strong enough why. What did dieting cost you? Not just physically, emotionally, relationship-wise, psychologically, mentally. What has dieting cost you? There's a ton of research that shows the negative impacts on dieting, which I won't go to in this episode because I really want you to focus on yourself. What has dieting cost you? And when you think about that, also think about what has dieting given to you, right? It's not just enough to think about the negatives. What are some positives that came out of dieting? Then decide how you want to go about this. You always have a choice. Number two, you really need to trust the process. Many of us have been dieting for years, for decades. So when it comes to healing your relationship with food and letting go of dieting, don't expect that things will change overnight. I always talk about this. Give yourself grace and compassion and room to fail and learn and grow. Over time, it'll become easier and then you'll be able to decide how you want to engage with this process. But when you're starting out, just trust the process. As long as you're trusting your body and getting to know your body once again, that trust will start to make you feel stronger and give you the confidence to take the steps that you need. And finally, seek support. A lot of us are good at doing this work by ourselves just by listening to podcasts, reading books, taking a few courses, and that's all good and dandy. But if you feel and want that support, by all means, reach out to someone who is focused on getting you to trust your body, not someone who's going to give you a set of rules to follow, a set of things you need to check off, not that, because that's just another way that you're disempowering yourself. I'm always open to helping you and supporting you on this journey. If that's something that you're needing help with, by all means, check out my website, oliveandbliss.ca forward slash nutrition hyphen coaching. I'd be glad to support you. Now, before we go, I just want to talk about what to expect. So when you let go of diet mentality, it can feel a lot like weaning a baby. It might feel weird. It might feel uncomfortable. It might feel like it's taking a lot of time. But again, remember that you've been thinking and acting this way for a long time. So you have to give yourself the space to unlearn what you've been doing in order to learn this new way of engaging with food and your body. I talk about this in episode 12 of the podcast. I will include a link in the show notes for you to check it out. But in summary, what happens is that you'll probably want to eat everything because you feel like, well, now I'm giving myself freedom and I want to try and do all the things that I've been wanting to do. That's great. But you have to remember that when you've restricted yourself for a long time, typically your body's natural response is to go to the extreme. So if you observe that where you start eating everything and you just want to get it all down at once, remember that that's just natural. You're not doing anything wrong. Again, check out episode 12. It'll give you all the tools you need to work through this process. Number two, it might take a while depending on how long you've been dieting. Again, 
you have to trust the process. You need to pay attention to how you're engaging with food and your body. And then take the time to celebrate your wins. This is something that a lot of us don't do. We're just so focused on the goal, on where we're getting to, that we even forget what the process feels like. We forget those little wins that we're experiencing. Those little wins are really important when you're letting go of diet mentality because they give you the fuel that you need to keep going. I want to end off this episode by saying, again, self-compassion and grace are very important tools for ditching the diet mentality because depending on your history with dieting, you may feel yourself getting frustrated about this experience. So it's really important for you to learn to have lots of compassion and grace and be very patient with yourself because it's going to be fun. It's going to be challenging, but at the end, you will gain the freedom that you're looking for. Okay, my friends, I want you to know that letting go of diet mentality is key to building trust with your body and yourself around food. So if this is something that you're ready to explore or or you have any questions, head on to my website at oliveandbliss.ca and learn all about my one-on-one coaching. I'm going to be accepting new clients in the fall. So you want to get in there before the spots fill up. I typically have limited spots available. Next week, we're going to be diving into all the cues. So hunger, fullness, satisfaction. It's going to be awesome. I can't wait to chat with you. But until next week, don't forget that you are so worthy of taking the time you need to heal your relationship with food and your body. Have an awesome week, my friends, and keep thriving.